this next episode of the waste and wild podcast today we are here with the one and only jessica mcdaniel she is a full-time ywam missionary a crossfit coach a nutritionist and former worship pastor and intern director we love her she's home visiting right now and she made time just to be with us and just talk about what she's been learning and learning identity not only in identity in jesus but being secure in him so we're going to talk about that today. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. so honored to be here today. Well, we're honored to have you here yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, okay, should we just jump into some certain questions? Or if you have something on your heart that you want to talk about? I'm here for you guys, so Sweet. ask away. Sweet. So one of the things I look up to you so much is you are so secure in your relationship with Jesus. You're secure in your identity. And one of my questions for you, how did you become so rooted and anchored? When I talked to you a few months ago, you're like, Jesus is my everything. And like, even though these circumstances are happening, like, I'm good. Like, Jesus is awesome. And I just appreciated that. Uh, but how did you get to that point where you're just rooted in Jesus? Yeah, it's that's a very loaded question it should be simple but and I think it actually is simple but I just I think a lot of thoughts run through my mind and what primarily comes to mind is when you just go through hard things in life you really um, find out what your foundation lies on and just like every human being alive I've you know I've gone through many trials and the first real like soul shaking event was when my parents got divorced when I was 11 or 12. And um, I just walked around with bitterness and anger and just this heavy weight of depression. And I had suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And just for two years, I just thought God doesn't exist. And if he does, there's no way he's all loving. And I was raised in church being told there's a God that loves you and he has a plan and purpose for your life. But then I was faced with this reality of just the brokenness of humanity and just this dark season I was walking through. And I had a very real encounter with God for myself because when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to preaching the gospel, people have to encounter God for themselves. Mm -hmm. They have to taste and see the goodness of God yeah. for themselves to believe. And that's what happened to me. I, my mom made me go to youth group. I didn't want to go, but she made me come to youth group. And I remember I encountered the Holy spirit, believe it or not, like the minute I walked in the door, Wow! I was so, I told her, I was like, I'll go one time. <laughs> but then after that, like stop nagging me about it. I'll go once to make you happy. <laughs> but I remember that the spirit of God encountered me literally when I walked in the room and it just, I felt this almost sense of relief really? from my spirit, wow. from this heaviness that I had been carrying for so long from what it seemed. And throughout the years, the thing is, is that God in and of himself, he's unchanging. He's unshakable. He's unwavering. And so as I've continued to journey further into getting to know him, my confidence in him has only gotten deeper and stronger. So obviously throughout time, like trials have come, seasons have changed, um, and I'm continuing to grow and learn, but my confidence is rooted 
in Jesus. It's rooted in the gospel. It's rooted in this truth that Hebrews says that he's an anchor. He's firm and steadfast. Mm-hmm. It's an anchor for the soul. And so my confidence and my identity, anytime I've even remotely put it in anything else, which has happened, and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about that, um, that's when things get shaky. That's when doubts and um, insecurities come up. But something that has deeply impacted me is there's a man named Dan Moeller, and he helped bring Todd White to the Lord. Todd White is an evangelist. And um, Dan Moeller just has such a tender heart, and he is so radically in love with Jesus. And he just shares how when we truly understand the gospel, nobody owes us anything. Mm. And when we, when we wake up every day with an expectation from people, we're always going to be let down. But when we wake up every day knowing that you have everything you need in Christ, then you have a posture just to give, just to love, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and what God has invited us into. So all that rant to say, my identity um, for the for the most part, and it's something that, you know, I realign myself daily in that is rooted in Jesus. And that filters into every other area of life. It just crosses over what you're saying. So what does that look practically for you? Because a lot of times it's easy to be like, oh, I am known as CrossFit coach, the nutritionist, or I'm known as X, Y, or Z. And a lot of times everything starts writing on that and you start writing on that success. And then when it fails then you you start having a bad self-image. So how do we put our identity in Jesus rather than in our career? How do we keep that separated in a way? The first thing that comes to mind is humility. And expounding on that, when I went to my DTS and YWAM, I had just come out of my job as a worship pastor and an intern director. And I would never verbalize it, but I had so much pride in my heart. Mm -hmm. And... I had talked to a friend that had done YWAM in the past and I was 25 when I did my DTS and she goes, oh, you're older. So you're going to get different treatment than the 18 year olds. And so I literally went into it thinking I'm going to get, you know, a room with less roommates and maybe I'll have air conditioning and blah, blah, blah. None of that happened. And I remember the first day I was so, I mean, Hawaii is so hot and humid and I didn't know anybody. I was so uncomfortable and this lady comes up during our orientation filled with the joy of the Lord. And she goes, so many of you are, you know, maybe asking, why am I here? This is so uncomfortable. And I'm like, yes, this woman is reading my mind. <laughs> and she goes, I just want to remind you that when you gave your life to the Lord, you laid down your rights. And I was like, oh, snap. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of priding myself on, I was a pastor. Like mm-hmm. I was an intern director. I was leading people. And now I'm in this position where I'm a student and there was so much pride in me. And so I think my identity rested in the fact that I was a quote unquote leader. Mm. And I, growing up in the church and in this sphere and still being very much a part of the church, I can see the hunger in young leaders. I think both young and old hungering influence and leadership and position, but we never see that in Jesus. Jesus was always laying down his life, giving up his, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, He was always going out of his way for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about the time when um, his cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded. 
one of his dearest, closest friends. And it says that Jesus withdrew to go mourn, you know, like any of us would if there was a death in our family. And he was almost immediately bombarded by people. And it says with com- filled with compassion, he cared for them. Mm. And he still healed them. So very inconvenient. You know, I think if any of us were in that situation, we might have been like, listen, <laughs> bless you. Give me a week. Like I'm out of office. Yeah. I need time to mourn. I need time to grieve. Mm. And so in my DTS, something huge that the Lord did in my heart was strip off any of these other identities that I was holding on to and rooted in me that I'm his daughter, that that's the most important mm-hmm. identity and everything that I do comes from that place of belonging to him. And so many times throughout my DTS, which is a discipleship training school, I, during times of worship or in times of teaching, sometimes the Lord speaks to me through, um, I call them visions, but it's kind of like a dream, but I'm awake, but I'm just imagining this scenario. In every scenario, I'm a little girl. Mm-hmm. And it was just these sweet, tender moments with the Lord where he's just reminding me like, you're my daughter. Any other identity is a lesser identity that's that's not going to bring any kind of fulfillment or satisfaction. And then to add on to that, recently, what I was mentioning to you earlier is I, and something you had mentioned, I'm a CrossFit coach. I'm an athlete. This It's a sphere that I'm very passionate about and I love and I'm using it in missions and it's been so fun. But three months ago, my leadership approached me and asked me to take a step back from a lot of my involvement in the ministry that I'm in, in YWAM Kona. And they asked me to be involved in some other things instead. And I'm like, ah, that's not what I want to do though. And why can't I do this, 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 and that? And they're like, we're not really sure, but we just, we felt the Lord speak this to us. And so we're walking in obedience in, in asking you to take a step back. I was so offended. I was so hurt and angry. And I really, honestly, to be honest, I mean, Jim Madison, if you're listening, love you. Grateful <laughs> for you. I, I was contemplating leaving because I was so frustrated. But I'm so grateful looking back because the Lord was doing something in my heart that could not have been done had I been so busy in that ministry. Mm-hmm. And what he was trying to do was to reestablish my identity. And so what had happened was I was in our leader's home one of our leaders who started RTC. Um, and what is RTC for our, our listeners? RTC is Respect the Corners. It is a oh, CrossFit. And for me, I didn't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a ministry using the platform of fitness to fulfill the Great Commission, preach the gospel throughout the earth. We send coaches to other nations and we trek Bibles into remote villages. Um, anyways, <laughs> we can talk more about that. But. Um, I was in our leader's home and his wife was speaking and his wife is such a passionate, fiery woman of God. And so she has been a part of this ministry since day one because her husband is the one who, you know, was helping to start it. And so she has seen everything that's happened since day one. And she said, I'm so tired of seeing women, because we're talking about women in ministry in this particular meeting. I'm so tired of seeing women come. They're obsessed with themselves. They're obsessed with their fitness journey. They're consumed by, you know, what are my macros look like? Am I going to work out twice today? Blah, 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 blah. And then she said, and then they get sent to the nations and they get discouraged and they immediately spiral out and they leave the mission field. Really? 
And she said, it's because they're consumed with themselves. And Mm -hmm. she said, you are not coaches being sent to the nations, carrying the love of Jesus. You are revivalists who can coach. Mm -hmm. And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart because everything she was saying, I, I, it resonated with me because that's what I do. I'm like, what do my macros look like today? Am I going to work out twice today? What does my training look like? How can I improve my coaching abilities? But in my mind, it was all unto the Great Commission. It was all unto what I've given my life for. But that's what consumed my thoughts. Mm. That's what consumed my choices every day. And the Lord was showing me, when you are revivalist, you are consumed with obedience. You're consumed with my kingdom. Coaching, nutrition, and competing, and all that kind of stuff, that's an afterthought. You still have it. It's still a tool. I'm still using it for my kingdom, for my glory, but that's not who you are. And the Lord took these last three months to engrave that in my heart. And I didn't have the language for it or the recognition of what he was actually doing until I I was in that meeting just recently. And so even now it's a daily realignment of recognizing my identity because what you identify as determines your behavior. It determines your decisions. And right now we are absolutely lost as a society where we're trying to identify who and what we are and there's so much tension so much divide so much controversy so much pain so much hurt over this topic of identity Mm -hmm. but the truth is outside of christ outside of the purpose of why we're created we're lost the moment we start identifying ourselves based off of our sexual preferences and our sexuality we're lost The minute we start defining ourselves in an identity based off of our careers and what we do, we're lost. Mm -hmm. Outside of being daughters and sons, we'll be lost. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a constant chase, a constant pursuit of validation and approval and seeking affirmation that we'll never find in the world. And we'll never find it in an identity, anything outside of Jesus. Yeah, you you mentioned... Like you're secure in your identity because you've realized those things. Um, and then on top of that, you, by getting closer to Jesus and what, how did that look for you getting closer to Jesus, like in a practical way, how did that, how did that come about for you? Yeah. It's spending time with him every day. It's a, it's a daily realignment of your heart and something that I have struggled with my whole Christian walk has been quote-unquote quiet time because nobody really defines what that means or what that looks like (laughs) so we hear it all the time as christians in the church you know like spend time with the lord it's not just about sunday mornings like have quiet time with him listen to him and i'm like okay great and so there have been seasons of my life when i wasn't as familiar with scripture and i would just kind of feel lost in this what felt like a christian textbook and i would open it i'm like all right god speak to me but I don't know it, but I'm in Lamentations. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and it's just an entire book of lament. And I'm like, Lord, I feel so lost. I hear that you're so good and that you're full of joy and peace and everything, and, you know, yeah. but I just felt lost. And so learning what that means to commune with the Holy Spirit, learning what that means to align your heart with the Father is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And so what helps me is to listen to preachers who preach the word Mm -hmm. and to have that provoke my spirit and to help kind of guide and direct 
my attention to the scripture. So I never want to listen to a message and leave it at that. I want that to drive me into communion with the Holy Spirit Mm. and then to sit with him and allow him to speak to my heart. Mm. It would be just like if Connor was talking to me about Maria and said, hey, I was catching up with Maria and she was sharing some things that, you know, she wanted to share with you. And so I'm hearing from Connor and I'm like, wow, that's great. But then I never follow up with Maria. Mm. So when we hear sermons, when we hear an encouraging word from a friend or we even... Sometimes I've heard people say they just listen to worship music for their quiet time. That's great, but nothing can replace the word of God, the written word of God. And so if Connor talks to me and says, you know, Maria has something to say to you. She, you know, is so glad that you're home. She can't wait to see you. I would want to follow up with Maria. I would want to go and talk with Maria and spend time with her. And so when we listen to sermons and we hear about this life that God has invited us into that he has answers for us. He has peace for us. He has an abundance in this richness of life for us. That should drive me into spending time with him. That's so good. That should drive me into the word. Yeah. And so even in the sermon, if they're teaching on a certain passage of scripture, I want to, I want to go by myself into that quiet place with the Lord and sit with him and say, Lord, would you speak to me? Because the word of God is living and active. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christian textbook. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a, a season in my life. It was actually in my DTS that my eyes were open to that, that this is, this is the word of God that from Genesis all the way to the revelation, um, there's, it's all about Jesus, mm-hmm. the Old Testament, talking about the coming Messiah. And then we see all throughout the New Testament, the Jesus, yes, the fulfillment of that, that Jesus says, what you see in me, what you see me doing is, is the father. Mm-hmm. Like nobody comes to the father except through me and you see the father through me. Mm-hmm. And so nothing replaces the written word of God and it'll speak to you in the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. The Lord sees you. The Lord cares deeply about you. He cares deeply about your situation and there's answers and there's truth for you in his word and his Holy spirit will reveal that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, something that just this morning I was reading, it was acts seven or eight. I think, I think it was Acts seven chapter seven. And it was talking about Stephen and his speech to um, the rulers uh, of the place he was in. Um, I have a bad memory, so I don't remember everything, but I I just remember um, he just starts talking about the history. They they kind of ask him, you know, you know, his, his face like an angel, and then and then he starts talking about his history, the 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 city's history with God, and and that resonated because you. For me, I went back in my notebook and I started writing down all the things where God has shown up in my life and the history with God. And then it, it just, it does kind of put you at peace and like, no, yeah, like God was there. Like he was there and you can find identity in that. I think if you look at the history with God, that's the, that's the only relationship that, that you really need, you know, deeply is that, that history with him. That was my take on that. But, yeah, so that just kind of reminded me of that. That's awesome.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Waste and Wild, where we interview Jessica McDaniel. Just as the earth was waste and wild, as described in Genesis, God developed order out of it. So too, we want to develop and grow our faith through authentic discussions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas that you want us to talk about, email wasteandwildinfo at gmail.com.